Hey, everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University. My name is Gavin Kelly from the Office of University Communications. And today our guest is Shyandria Glass from the Athletics Department here at Louisiana Tech. She's the Associate Athletics Director for Student Athlete Support Services. She goes by Shy. Shy, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on today. Okay, so uh, one of the reasons I invited you on the podcast, I think obviously the Academic support roles for student athletes are important. It's an important bridge between the student and the athlete. I mean, we call them student athletes. And so um, it's important to sort of keep that aspect of it at the forefront as they go about their career through college and and in their sports. So um, talk a little bit about first why you sort of ended up in this career and why it's important you to be that for these student athletes? Um, So growing up, I've always been around student athletes. Um, I was a student athlete in high school, didn't do it in college. Um, But I knew that I had a passion for working with student athletes and being in this field. And so when I went to school, at first I was going to go into sports medicine. But when I got into college, they ended that program at the institution that I was at. So I went another route and went communications. Um, so I did that, and then I went to grad school, um, and then I started teaching doing public relations to see if that's really what I wanted to do because okay. my degree is in communication. Mm-hmm. And I decided, like, yeah, that's not really what I want to do. But I've always been told, like, you're a woman. It's going to be hard to get into athletics. Um, that's that's a male-dominant industry, so just stick to what you know sure. and do that. And so as I was teaching one year, I was sitting at my desk, and I was like, this is really not what I want to do. I really want to get into sports. I have to get into sports. So I enrolled in a sports administration program at Bellhaven University, like, I got to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't let anybody determine my destiny. And so I enrolled in there. And then I reached out to Jason Cable. He was at Alcorn State University at the time. He's currently the athletic director at Alabama State. And I was like, hey, I see you got a position open. Like, can I come or... Um, volunteer over there and he was like well I don't want you to drive this far uh-huh. every day for to volunteer so he put me in contact with Dr. Janice Lavallee. Um she was at Jackson State at the time and I volunteered for her for the summer and then she offered me a position at Jackson State so I started working there um, in 2015 so I moved up the ranks there from academic advisor coordinator um, assistant director and then assistant athletic director before I left there and I knew this was really what I wanted to do. I knew it was a passion for me. I showed showed them that I could do the job. They gave me the opportunity, and I hit the ground running once I got in there. And the rest was history. I got there, did what I needed to do. I went to Utah Valley mm-hmm. um, for a year and a half, and then I ended up here at Louisiana Tech. So, I mean, I've had my share. I'm going from place to place, yeah. but been in the field for eight years now. It's been amazing, and I know that this is what I'm here for. This is my purpose is to make sure that we're empowering student athletes and preparing them for moder- to be modern citizens in our community and to make sure they have the tools and the resources that they need once they transition out of their athletic phase. So, you know, you kind of mentioned hopping around from place to place a little bit it's that's kind of the athletics industry but at the same time you know you like you said you've been doing this for about eight years um it's sometimes you go to more places sometimes you go to less what was it about louisiana tech that kind of appealed to you before you decided to end up here um so when i saw the job posting i reached out to amber she was in this position Mm -hmm. um before i was here and I asked her, like, how is the culture here? Like, what is it? It's important. And, yeah, because I really want to know that before I make a decision with the job. And then when I 
um, talked to Mary Kay and Dr. Wood and Destiny during the interviewing process. I was like, okay, it feel like family. Like mm-hmm. it's like a place where I can fit in. And then when they, um, when I came in on my interview, everybody just seemed so welcoming, and it was not like an interview process. So I was like, okay, I I can do this. I like the the vibe that I'm getting from them. I like the atmosphere here, and I like the culture here. And so I knew then that. I could come here and be a part of something great. And so I accepted a position here, even with my transition, like making sure that I had somewhere to stay, making sure that I got back to Utah safely, that I made it back here safely, that I had everything moved in and they treated me like family. And that's a place where I always want to make sure that I'm at is a family atmosphere. You know, part of the thing that people consistently mention appeal to them about tech is sort of that family feel and moving in. Um, and you mentioned Amber Burge, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't heard already, she has another great episode of this podcast. So go check that out. But, um, you know, kind of the leader of that area for, for a long time coming into the role, what are some things that you kind of like were hopeful for at first, um, to kind of grow that area of the athletics department? Um, so my biggest thing is to make sure that we have more resources for our student athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very big on having tutors and mentors in-house um, because the students don't have to go across campus. So we did have tutors once I got here. So that was a great thing. But I wanted to add more tutors to it as well as add mentors because our student athletes deserve to have that one-on-one interaction to help with um, study tips and how to prepare for an exam and things like that. So we implemented tutors or mentors this spring quarter, and it's been very helpful for our student athletes. We've seen the growth within them when they have that one-on-one interaction, meeting with mentors twice a week to help them with their classes. That's been very good, and I'm very excited, and I look forward to um, having more mentors for our students come the fall. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned sort of improvements and, and how that thing is, it sort of, it shows it's, it's quantifiable every, you know, every time like the conference academic records are released and things like that, and we're consistently performing well, how do you sort of continue to do your job and make sure you're focusing on the student athletes and their improvement in their academics versus sort of that numbers driven sort of, so like making sure you have this many people show up on the conference honor roll or whatever, you know, how does that sort of balance out in your work? Um, so the one thing that we do, we make sure that we are catering to our students individually. We know that not all students are 3.0 and 4.0 students, mm-hmm. but, you know, we celebrate and recognize our student athletes when they're getting that 2.5 GPA. You know, that's the highest GPA they've had here. And we want to make sure we recognize them and let them know. We want to make sure. Because it's improvement, right? right it's, it's, yeah. We want to make sure that we show them like, hey, you've improved. We know you can do it. You're doing great things. Um, just making sure that we're always, always recognizing them. Talking to their staff about, hey, what student has done this or what student has done that? So when they call us or text us or we see that they got an A on next exam, then we're reaching out saying, hey, congratulations on this A. And that, want, that motivates them to want to do better and motivate them to do better. So just understanding that, hey, these students are working hard. They're giving it their all. So if you're giving it your all, you're doing the best that you can do, then we appreciate it and we're going to applaud you for that. So we don't really just go about, oh, yeah, we want to have the highest number for Mm -hmm. this, the highest number for that. But we also want to make sure that we recognize you for the hard work that you're putting in and to understand that, hey, not every student is going to be that 3.0 or 4.0 student. Yeah. You know, you mentioned sort of celebrating success and improvements. I I have a question sort of about a student who may not quite be as bought into the idea of 
hitting their academics hard and treating. How do you sort of handle that if you come across it? How do you get a student to sort of treat the academic side of their college career like it's important? Uh, so one of the things I always tell the student athletes, like, listen, I understand we're going to go professional. We're going to do this. So once you've done everything for your um, athletic career, you've retired from um, playing football or baseball mm-hmm. or basketball. What do you want to do after that? What is your job? What is your dream? Like, what is your goal after the end? And be like, and I tell them, like, listen, we want to make sure that you have a plan in place. You rather get your education done now than to come back five, ten years later, have to sit in the classroom and do the same thing mm-hmm. over again. So just letting them know that it's easier and it's better to do it now than to wait and prolong it until five or ten years later because you won't have that, say, motivation like you did right now. Right. So just making sure they understand that, hey, you ready to get in now. And then I also tell them, like, listen, are you going to pay for it once you come back? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you're getting it here for free right now. So take advantage of that and making sure that, you're getting everything out of this. We're, you're putting your body on the line every day for us, so make sure you get an ed- education from us that we're paying for every day. Yeah. Um, you brought up the word culture earlier. Um, what sort of culture do you like to create at a place, you know, whether it's here or where you've been before? What What are the important factors to you whenever you're building a culture and how do you want the student athletes to interact with you and your staff as they go throughout their college career? Um, So I'm very big on family and family culture here. So what I've done here and what I've done previously, especially starting off with my staff, because if my staff is balling in and my staff feel appreciated, then that trickles down to the student athletes as well. So Mm -hmm. we always making sure that like we're going to lunch together. I celebrate every birthday, every staff birthday in the office. They're going to go out. We're going to take them out to eat. We're going to bring them something in the office just to show our appreciation for that and let them know that, hey, I'm here for you, not only as a person, as a supervisor, but I want to know, let you know that I appreciate you. So that's what I do for the staff. And then for our student athletes, let's come in and have those one-on-ones with our students, make them feel comfortable, let them know that, hey, yeah, we're here for academics, but we're here for you as a person and we're here for you as an athlete. So I encourage and make sure that my staff go to um, team practice, you know, not to come and pull the students from practice, not to say anything to the coaches, but to make sure that our student athletes see them there watching them. And then when you get, get back in the office, you say, Oh, I saw you doing this at practice. Like, um, applying them for what they've done at practice. Then also showing up to competition. That's one of my things here. I tell my staff, if that's your team, I expect to see you at their competition. I'm not saying you have to be at every last one of them, mm-hmm. but I expect to see you there and to show your face because our student athletes are looking at that. They want to see who support them. And are we just going to say, oh, we only support you in the office? No, we support you in the office. We support you in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And we also support you in your athletic abilities. And if they have like things for their majors or class, like especially our business majors, and they may have a campaign where they have to have people to come in and they pitch their ideas to them. Mm-hmm. We want our staff to come in um, and support them with that to show them that, hey, we're here to support you. And we see your dream. and We're going to help you achieve those dreams. So speaking of achieving dreams. As they go um, throughout the process, everybody has their struggles in the classroom. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a student athlete or a normal student or whatever. It happens to everybody. What are some of the, obviously graduation is a big one, but what are some of the triumphs along the way? Like what are some light bulb moments or like important successes that you make sure 
or that you've noticed every student athlete kind of experiences along the way, maybe big or small. It, it doesn't really matter. Kind of just talk about those. Um, as, like, especially during the winter quarter. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a tricky one around yeah, here. It is, and I'm guessing this is the first school you've been to that has a quarter system. Yes. Yeah. So the quarter system is very, very tricky, especially when it comes to the winter quarter, mm-hmm. because they're having so many breaks. You have that Christmas break, mm-hmm. and then they have Mardi Gras so happens to fall in between it. You have that yep. Mardi Gras break come in, and students typically get behind during that time. Mm-hmm. And then they're going through their seasonal depression because it's when winter comes right. through, and it's getting darker early, and it's just a lot on them. And they feel the pressure of, oh, I have to be this best student. And then they're just not able to do as good as they typically does. And so we would call them in and talk to them and see, hey, sit down one-on-one. What do we need from you? Um, do we need to get you set up for any um counseling sessions Mm -hmm. because that's a big thing mental health has been a big thing for us and our student athletes and making sure that we have that resource and support for them because it's hard like being a student athlete is very hard and just thinking about all the breaks that comes in between it trying to balance that out balance your academics your two full-time jobs yes (laughs) (laughs) and just making sure that they know that we have that support and so just giving them the resources that they need. But definitely this winter quarter is mm-hmm. always it. That's been one of the things, even when I ask on my interview, what is the hardest quarter here? And mm-hmm. they always say the oh, winter yeah. quarter is hard for our student athletes. And I've seen it academically for us. Is That's when we have our biggest struggles is during the winter quarter. So when do those triumphs come in and what are they? So our triumphs could be, you know, this kid comes in, don't do well, in the winter quarter, and now we get hit with, oh, now this kid is ineligible. Mm-hmm. And how can okay, we deal right. with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we meet with the student and find a way to get them back on track to help them become eligible again because that's the biggest triumph that you have is, yeah. oh, I'm ineligible for this season. Yeah. Or, oh, it's the winter quarter. I have a lot going on. I haven't been focused, and I get injured. How do I get over that part? Um, just – Making sure that we're able to connect with those students um, to let and have a plan in place for them because it's always if I come with an issue, I'm going a, a issue. I'm going to come with a solution that right. comes with it. So nice. the issue is, all right, this kid is ineligible or this kid is hurt. What's the solution? We're going to get them to get them extra tutoring. Um, we're going to have them come in meeting with us three times a week. We're going to give them this amount of study hall hours, and we got to make sure that we're monitoring them very closely. Yeah, to lock get it them. down. Because yeah. that's, I mean, the whole the whole reason a lot of them are here is because they want to compete, and then you kind of take that away with ineligibility. And I can see how that would kind of start a cycle. You know, you're struggling in your schoolwork. You end up ineligible. That's all you can think about, and then your schoolwork just gets harder. So, you know, you got to make sure that they don't kind of derail the train that bad, right? Right. And so we'll meet with them and – We'll just give them all the resources and keep them on our radar. They'll, like I said, there'll be students that come in our office three or four times a week to make sure that we don't allow this to happen again. Mm-hmm. And meeting with the coaches, and that's the good thing about us, we have a buy-in with our coaches so our coaches understand the importance of academics. They push the importance of academics to our student athletes. And so it's been very helpful with us when we like we haven't had – situations like that happen because our student and our coaches are so supportive of what we have sport administrators are supportive so that's why we don't have that issue but mm-hmm. that would be an issue that we would have in a winter quarter with things like that happening yeah um a couple times we've we talked about resources um 
there's a big one coming that I, I think I want you to talk about, which is the new academic center. It's going to be part of the end zone project. Talk about kind of what that means to a student athlete and to you as a staff member who's responsible for kind of nurturing these student athletes against uh, their academic goals. Kind of talk about that for a second. This is going to be very, very big for our students, mm-hmm. our student athletes, for our staff, um, for incoming students, because they have a space that's only for them. We'll have three levels of um, floors to be on. We can have our first level where you have um, our conference area and where we can have our seminars for student athlete development as well. Um, We're very big on that. So making sure that our students are equipped with the resources to be successful. So that's what we're hold our money management seminars, our resume building seminars for our student athletes. And then we'll have breakout session rooms where they can have tutoring sessions that's private. You won't have to hear anyone else talking, just you and your tutor in there doing your work, going over assignments. And then we'll have an office space for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be very big and major for us because we have our office space now, but we'll have more space. Right. Um, we'll be able to bring in more tutors and more interns um to be able to assist our students to be successful yeah and it's what's good for one is good for all in that case right yes. so you know it, it's it's not going to be um you know it may be part of the the joy stadium end zone but it's going to be for all student athletes and it's going to be for all of the support staff and um it's it's kind of about equity there too which yes. is important um w- we mentioned it a little bit up top at the beginning of the episode but i'm going to kind of ask you to frame it in this way what is your why? So like you've, you've been doing this, you realize you want to do it and you don't plan to change. So why do you do what you do? My why is to make sure that our student athletes and student athletes in general, not just here, but all student athletes have the resources and the tools to be successful. I am very big on empowering and uplifting our student athletes. And that's what we need here, especially with the NIL deal that's going oh, on, yeah. because now they take away a lot from where the student decide to go. But you also need to make sure that you have people and support staff that can pour into our student athletes, because when the day's not going well with the games and practice and you're not getting the NIL deals that you want and you think you deserve, you need somebody that you can come in and sit down and talk to about any issues that you have or what's going on with you. And that's my why, because I'm here to help you, to assist you, to empower you and to make sure that you're successful once you leave here. And no matter if you a student athlete today and you decide not to be a student athlete tomorrow, you still know that you have someone that you can come in and talk to that's going to uplift you, empower you, and make sure that you still have the tools and the resources that you need to be successful. Right on. Um, well, how much of that sort of desire for these student athletes comes from your own experience as a student athlete? Um, it's a lot. Well, I was a pretty strong academic student. Um, I come from a family of educators. So, Mm -hmm. of course, I had no – I could only be an academic student um, from that. But I've seen – I've been around a lot of student athletes that focused more on the athletic part instead of the student part. And once they finished, they'd be like, man, I should have listened, you know. And what I realized is that I was – 
I graduated top five of my class back in high school. So I was an athlete then. I played track. I ran track there, and I was a cheerleader then. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I still had to get my academics because I knew that I wasn't going to be that student athlete on the collegiate level. And I knew my academics could get me a lot further than my athletics abilities could get me. So I focused more on my academics, and that's what I did. And I went to Alcorn State University, graduated in three years, um, went on to Arkansas State and finished there within a year and a half. So I knew that I had to be academically strong to get to where I was trying to go. Well, you're here now, and yes. we're, uh, we're thankful you're a part of the Tech family and for what you do for our student-athletes. And um, good luck. I know it's a, it's a challenge, and we're in the summer right now, but um, things never really stop. They may just slow down for a second, but even if they slow down, it's not going to be for long. Right. So when things start picking back up this year, um, good luck. But I know we got a great support staff and, and I'm, I'm glad you're our leader there. So thanks for being on the podcast today, Shai. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.